Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network. That's right. I'm Nate Thurston. Across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. Coming at you live from Come, Nashville. Coming at you. I forgot to do the whole thing. Yeah. You might be confused if you're listening on the podcast app right now, but by by day, normal day, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're Good Morning Liberty. When we want to. When we want to. By on Tuesdays, on Tuesday nights specifically, we are Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Hmm. How's uh, it going today, man? Home of Music City and Podcast City, must be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Max says day 537 of not morning. It's morning in different places around the United States right yeah. now. You don't have to be... We have so, a lot of fans out in California. Yeah, you don't have to be a time zonist right now. There are plenty of places that it's morning. Uh, right now, especially, you know, when you get outside of America, there's a lot of places where it's morning right now. Okay. Some people even have a whole new day, but not even right. I'm sorry. I've just messed up the whole thing. Not morning. It's currently Tuesday night. That's right. It's I Liberty don't know what, what, what came over me just then. We're definitely recording this and it's Tuesday night as you're listening mm-hmm. to this. So um, happy Tuesday night to everyone. We were gone Friday and Monday. And the whole weekend in between that too. Well, it was president's day yesterday. Well, you got to take so that. You got to take that. The banks were off. Mm-hmm. So when the banks... <laughs> we, can't. <laughs> we can't. Exactly. How can yeah. we talk when the banks no, I was, aren't I was, even there? How can we possibly do this show with all the all the money that rolls in <laughs> while we're doing this show? It would not be safe for us to do the show on a bank holiday. That's right. You know, because I have to leave immediately after this show and yeah. deposit the money into mm. the bank, you know. Because of all the mail-in cash. Yeah, yeah, just the money that rolls in while we're doing it. And so we can't do anything on a bank holiday. That's right. It just, it just wouldn't be right. That was up in Illinois visiting my uh, family the and commies. the comrades up there. <laughs> Did you see I posted that I was going to stay Monday too and, you know, still with my comrades? No, I didn't That's see that. That's what I posted in the uh, Discord channel. So people that are in the Fed Haters Club, join gml.com, join gml.com. They got to see the message yesterday uh, saying that we weren't going to be here yesterday. It was a very important message, yeah. of course. Uh, Bailey asked if we have a favorite president. No, <laughs> I don't have a favorite president. <laughs> I would say probably the best one was the first one. Yeah, I don't George know. Washington. So Calvin Coolidge maybe could be the best one. I'm not really sure. Uh, who, Whichever one did the least amount of things. Uh, I think Washington was decent in the fact that he, especially in his farewell address, and he decided that he didn't want to be king. He was like, no, I'm that's two good. terms, you yeah. know. But stay. I want to be a president, not and, a king. He had to go back to his slaves he, after that. He warned yeah. about, you know, People being in power for too long in his farewell address. It's pretty good. I do have a a least favorite president, though, which is a pretty easy one. It's, FDR? Well, no. He's they, second. He put your family in, he's, in internment camps. Probably, I've let that go. We each got paid 20K. Okay. Everything's fine. He put your family in Yeah, no, we're in fine. Prison. It's Woodrow Wilson. It's the number one okay. worst president that there is. Income tax. Income tax, Federal, Federal Reserve. Reserve. Um, FTC, I think, was started mm. under, or the F, yeah, was it the FTC? Pretty sure. A um, lot of terrible stuff happened under Wilson. Also, super crazy racist dude. Um, just a really terrible guy. And we should throw out everything that happened under his presidency, mm. I think. Um, that would be the, what I, because of racism, though. Yeah. You know, because everything that he did must have been based on racism mm-hmm. and none of his ideas were good. And so, therefore, we should throw out everything that happened under Woodrow Wilson. There we go. I think it might be Hoover, but that's just because I hate dams. Okay. You don't like the dam. I, you I like the natural, water to go wherever it was going to go. I like natural mm-hmm. waterways. Okay. You know? I got gotcha. you. Stop. Also, his vacuum. Stop damming stuff up. Also, his vacuums aren't that great. Exactly. Kind of overpriced, if you ask me. For what you get. (sighs) Not the power you're looking for. So, what happened? (laughs) um, What happened over the weekend? There's uh, there's some stuff that happened while we were gone, and uh, most of it pertained to Russia. Other than that whole Trump decision came down while we were gone. uh, That you know he has to pay three hundred and like sixty million dollars or something in this civil judgment, this ridiculous judgment that came down that's clearly going to get appealed, and in my opinion, is clearly just to drain him of money. That's 
That's all. It, not even that he ever has to pay the three hundred and sixty million or whatever. It's to drain him of all the money he's paying for legal expenses right now. Do you like how the mayor of New York came out and say, "There's nothing it's to worry just, about, no, business people. Honest businesses all, have nothing to worry it's about." It's because it was Trump. She literally yeah. said, yeah. "Well, we went after this guy because it's Trump. Yeah. Like you're not Trump. You have nothing to worry about. If you have nothing to hide, you have nothing Look, to fear." He, didn't do anything differently than any other business people do when you're trying to, when you're trying to inflate your asset prices. Of course, mm-hmm. you're trying to borrow as much money as you possibly can. You know what I would do if I were him? Because they what they well, value. Let me say one thing. Though. Oh yeah, go There's ahead. One weird thing about I'll New York. One thing about Fair. New York law, which is that he has to put up that money to appeal. Mm-hmm. Either he has to through a bond or he has to put up the actual cash. Mm-hmm. To appeal that decision. I heard something about that. Which I forgot is about that. Crazy. Yeah. It's like having to pay a bond to go. Yeah. Isn't that that's so pretty nuts? nuts. Um the uh the whole thing with Mar a Lago being value that what they value, eighteen million dollars or something. If I were him, I would put Mar a Lago up for sale. Not to actually sell it, but just to show what people would offer for it. Yeah. Because whatever that number is. Is what Mar-a-Lago is worth. What the actual, yeah. And I bet you it's going to be more than $18 million. Yeah. Or whatever the valuation is that mm-hmm. they put on it. And that's that's one thing that I would do if I were him. But I don't know. that I don't think they're going to stop on this whole thing. Um, also, what they're not going to stop on is all of this crazy war propaganda that's been going on uh, over the weekend. Have they taken and the, at the end bill of last up week. for a vote yet? In the House? For this money? Not in the house, no. Okay. The The house is in recess right now. They're out playing on the playground They're, right now. <laughs> they come back uh, February 28th, and I think when they come back, there's only f- like three days to avoid a government shutdown. And so we'll, we'll be doing that. Maybe that'll slow them so, down. Or they're going to work that into a shutdown deal mm, somehow. Yeah. That's more likely <laughs> That's the scenario. Actually they're actually discussing scenario. it on the golf course right now. That's what Florida. they're doing yeah. at recess. They're <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, to have a public servant job. So this thing, know? this wouldn't that be a dream? <laughs> that does sound pretty nice, actually. Yeah, you have recess like, breaks. Yeah, you know, I've had recess since since grade school. I know. You know. Okay. Um. Here's. Let me just tell you before we get into the conspiracy thirst stuff. Um. When the thing with Navalny happened, my immediate reaction was, yeah, CIA did that. I keep hearing Yavaldi. <laughs> Navalny. I know, but I keep hearing yeah. Yavaldi. I like to I say like, Navalny. Is there another school shooting? No, Navalny. It's like, oh no, a Russian was mm. murdered. A Russian was murdered, which is a super, Ish. or something happened. Murder-ish. He, He's they dead. call it sudden death syndrome is what they called it. SDS, yeah. SDS. Uh, yeah. I mm. think it's SOD. It's SODs. But a lot of Russians mm. die from sudden opposition death syndrome. Yes. It definitely happens. So before we get into all Sods. of our crazy... <laughs> ridiculous conspiracy theories. Um, it's just been quite a bit of propaganda at the same time that we have this bill stalled in the house and the house refusing to take up a vote on the bill. It sort of seems to me, and I'm not, I have no, I have no proof that this is what's happening, but it sort of seems to me that they are, um, trying to build a narrative to sway people in the house into voting and passing, voting for and passing this bill. That doesn't mean I'm not. We really haven't heard much Russia talk until no, this bill was up. There hasn't been. There hasn't been hasn't much. Been, here's the timeline that just concerns me. This is why it's so easy to build this uh, conspiracy theory narrative. You're saying if it looks like a duck, it could be. And talks like a duck. Yeah. Probably Putin that did it. It's, it's Putin. Yeah. So on the 12th of February, the Senate passed the Ukraine-Israel aid bill. On the 13th, uh, House Speaker Mike Johnson blocks the bill. On the 14th, we get this leak about a national security threat. And people are upset about the, you know, worried about that. It turns out that uh, it's Russian space nukes uh, that we could potentially be. And it, we find out that it's something we've known about for a long time. But all of a sudden, for some reason, this story is turned into a news item well, uh, on Val- the 14th of last, well, it, think last about week. It. That makes sense, Nate. Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, Cupid shoots bows and arrows, right? Mm-hmm. And you would think that that might be a holiday where Russia would shoot, and instead of bows and arrows for love, they're shooting nukes yeah. for destruction mm-hmm. into space to blow up satellites so we can't communicate with each other. Checks out. Uh, on the 15th, the and house... What you said, they were trying to get rid of GPS 
Probably. That's that's what I would do if I were them. That way no one can leave their house. On the uh, 15th, the house goes into their 12-day recess. On the 16th... Do you think that Gen Zers could read, could read an MAP? No. Okay. No, they probably think that's some kind of a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> on the 16th, uh, Putin dissident uh, opposition leader Navalny dies in prison at the age of 47. We'll talk about that. I'm not just saying that Putin didn't do it or whatever. It's just all so weird to me that this stuff happens in a cluster while this house bill is sitting there not going anywhere. And there's people who want billions of dollars coming in their way, uh, coming towards them that aren't getting it because the house is refusing to pass it. So that happens on the 16th. And then on the 17th, uh, we get the news story that Ukraine pulls out of a major uh, frontline city. I already have dip, Avdipka or something like that. I can't remember. I'll have to look at it in yeah. the news article we're going to read. Something like that. That happens on the 17th. And so now here we are trying to cover all this stuff. But when we go through all this time with not a lot happening, remember just before that we had Tucker interview with Putin come out also and mm. Tucker's mind being blown that in the poor country groceries were cheaper. <laughs> stuff like that, you know, yeah. um, which we really never even addressed that on the show, but we really need to. It was very dumb. Man, Tucker's so bad at economics. He's super terrible He's so at bad. economics. It's, <laughs> he, he measures things in dollar stores <laughs> and then thinks that because groceries are quote-unquote cheaper, which by mm. the way, if you do an actual comparison, they're not. No, like, no they pay it, a higher percentage of their income for groceries than we do. Well, that, and then also if they got like American bread, like the American sliced bread, first of all, they get like a fourth of a loaf and that's a dollar. Yeah like one U.S. dollar. So they got, it'd be $4 for a loaf of bread and full loaf. So there's different comparisons. It's, uh, I can't remember the term for it, but on, obviously uh, when you look at economics by country, there's mm -hmm. a lot of things you take into consideration, not just what can I get here for a dollar. If that's, yeah. if that's the case, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, Peru has to be one of the richest countries I've ever been That's to. That's where we should go. We should follow their economic model. Because I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. I got like 20 soles to the dollar when I was there. Yeah. I think it's increased by now, but I could buy all kinds of stuff for the dollar. We should do whatever Last they're doing. Last time I doing. went to Mexico, I think it was 20 or 22 pesos per dollar. They're clearly doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to start with the Ukrainian forces pulling out of the city because uh, then we'll talk about Navalny uh, which will lead us into talking about Julian Assange, uh, who is having his... Who's that? Uh, never heard of him. Who's <laughs> having his hearing today and I think tomorrow where, where they will be deciding whether or not they're going to do extradition to the U.S. Well, he will face... Are they going to um, charge him with a crime? The U.S.? No, the U.K. where he's being held in prison. Um, I don't know exactly what he's being held for in the U.K. I know they originally arrest him like, like trying to... Get, sexual assault or rape well that that those charges were dropped that came from sweden that happened when he was still in um ecuador or something like that they dropped the charges uh well he was in an ecuadorian embassy embassy mm -hmm. in london oh that's right that's right yeah, yeah in london yeah yes um and so that got dropped those charges I don't know specifically why the UK is holding him, but anyway, now... He hasn't been charged with a crime, and they've been holding him for yeah. four, five, We've charged six him years. with a crime. Yeah. So that's why maybe they're going to send him to the US, where he might end up suiciding himself in prison. I mean, they already had a plan for killing him. You know, poisoning the CIA, him. <laughs> the CIA Inside did. Inside the embassy. But the, well, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Let's get past this... Uh, one of these first stories because I've got let's some get, wild theories to throw out there. Let's get past these Ukrainians dying yeah. in this war. Um, let's just the, the throwaway uh, topics <laughs> yeah. here. Ukrainian forces don't have enough artillery to battle Russia. A key withdrawal Saturday shows that dwindling. Probably because they don't have enough money. No. And to we get, need to send them weapons that's too. That's right. And if we just would have passed this bill last Wednesday, they wouldn't have had to pull out on Saturday because mm. she said they would have immediately had all that artillery there's like there's weapons Can I say that on the radio sure it's like there's weapons stockpiles in ukraine and but we have the doors locked and we're not going to tell them the combination unless we pass the bill if we would have passed the bill on wednesday we would have told them hey here's the combination for yeah. all that artillery but uh we ended up not telling them dwindling ammunition threatens ukraine's hold on the 1000 kilometer front line under withering assault by russian artillery defensive lines are in jeopardy ukrainian forces withdrew from the city of Avdivka 
or Avdivka, I don't know how you say it, and the Donetsk region on Saturday after daily Russian onslaught from three directions for the last four months. And so it's not that I'm saying Russia didn't win this city and Ukraine didn't decide that they were out of artillery and so they had to leave. It's just that really this happened this Saturday? Well, right after the House goes to recess and refuses to pass this bill and Navalny dies and the Russian space nukes that like this was the Saturday where they didn't have enough artillery anymore and they decided that they needed to give up the city to Russia. It's all Russia. just a coincidence, Nate. I hate, I know. I absolutely hate coincidences when it comes to <laughs> yeah. anything involving the government, uh, for sure. And the, the tricky part here is that I don't trust anyone. Like, I think, I think Putin's a bad dude. I think Russia's a bad country. I don't like him. I also think Biden's a bad dude. I think and Putin's pretty authoritarian. Yeah, he's a pretty authoritarian yeah. dude. And obviously the, he's been hiking prices for everybody. Except is, for in Russia, they got low prices there. Exactly. It keeps yeah. them down there and well, he hikes them around the rest of the world. Else, yeah. He's having us pay. Uh, we're subsidizing prices in Russia. Basically Obviously. Is what's happening. Uh, this was a stronghold for the Ukrainian positions deeper inside the country, away from Russia, a frontline city ever since Russia first in invaded Ukraine in 2014. The fortified settlement with a maze of trenches and tunnels served to protect important, less strengthened logistical hubs further west. Its seizure boosts Russian morale and confirms that the Kremlin's troops are now setting the pace in the fight to the dismay of Re Ukrainian forces who have managed only incremental gains since their counteroffensive uh, last year. The Biden administration linked the loss of this city to U.S. congressional inaction of course. on the $60 billion in military aid for Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, President Joe Biden said he told Zelensky in a Saturday phone call which is a perfect phone call from what I heard after Ukraine announced it was withdrawing troops from the city that he remained confident the U.S. funding will eventually come through. But when reporters asked if he was confident the deal could be struck before Ukraine loses more territory, Biden responded, I'm not sure what you just asked me. Could you say that again? <laughs> um, that's, what, that's what I think Biden actually said. We have him on video saying some of these things. He's very concerned and he's got a, uh, like a like a quarter zip thing on or a turtleneck or something and really makes him look about six months younger. He's looking pretty good right now. Hmm. You know, here he is walking, walking away. I spoke with Zelensky this afternoon to let him know that I was confident we're going to get that money to keep that country from being overrun by Russia. Look, the Ukrainian people fought so bravely and heroically. They put so much on the line. And the idea that now running out of ammunition and walk away, I find it absurd. I find it unethical. I find it just contrary to everything we are as a country. So I'm going to fight till we get, a, we get them the ammunition they need and the capacity they need to defend themselves. Yeah. That's what it says in the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> the thing if Ukraine runs out of ammunition, you got to send them more ammunition. It's our ethical duty mm -hmm. and obligation. Our, our honor rests well, on the fact of whether or not we send another $60 billion to Ukraine. It's American national security. Because you know, if Russia gets Ukraine, that's where they will launch the space nukes from. <laughs> and so they want to get this fertile Russian space yeah. nuke launching ground right. uh, over there in Ukraine. Because they need to get further west. Listen, it's, it's sad. I don't like wars. I don't like the fact that hundreds of thousands of people have died or been injured during this war at all. I don't like the principle though, that every time, like if they lose ground, that means that we need to send them more ammunition. Um, there's no clear plan for how they're going to win this war or how they're actually going to gain ground. I don't see any way that this ends up in any other way than a negotiation where they give up some of their ground and they have a ceasefire and all that. I, I don't see any other way to get around it. The only difference is, does that happen now? Or does that happen in two years after a couple hundred billion more dollars and a couple hundred thousand more people die? You know, which, which one is it going to be? There's no one out there saying like, oh yeah, we give them the 60 billion. I think half of that is to replenish our actual stockpiles, but it counts as Ukraine aid. Mm -hmm. So we give them this money and they're going to win the war. That's no one saying that. They're going to need more. 
money yeah, later. They'll have like, to have more. This is not enough. No. Mm-mm. And I don't, I just don't like this idea that this just means we have to, like, this is how, this is how the war goes. What we've given them so far is not working. They're running out of people. They're literally going to run out of men to throw out there on the front lines. And I'm just going to tell you, man, I don't normally throw out wacky conspiracy theories, but I'm personally, I had no proof of this. I'm personally confident that they gave up this city this weekend in order to try and put pressure on people to pass this bill. Biden was like, yeah, look, I'm confident we're going to get this money to you if you pull out of the city. Yeah. Now, is just, that quid pro quo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the transcripts of the phone call. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it went down. Hmm. <clears throat> so, all right, we just played that video. Now let's talk about the Navalny thing here for a second. I put some stuff in the show notes so I could try and remember um, what I thought we needed to say today. When it comes to the Russian space nukes, I did have some notes on here. I just want to say it's okay to talk bad about Putin and also that that doesn't mean that you like support what America's doing or what Ukraine is doing. Sometimes in a situation there aren't any good guys. And yep. so just to, because we don't like the American government and we think Ukraine is corrupt as well, doesn't mean you got to like Putin. Doesn't mean you got to back Russia on whatever they're doing. You Why can can't dislike they all him suck? too. Yeah. Like if we had their government in America, we'd be way more upset right now than we are with the government that we have right now. Doesn't mean that you need to defend them on anything that they do. And so when it this comes to- This is why to, I say that politics has turned into religion. Because yeah. it's the whole, if you're not with me, you're against me. Like if you don't believe what I believe, then obviously <laughs> you're a Putin supporter, Putin <laughs> plant. You, you wish Putin was running America. Like, like a lot of people I saw in the comments after the, the Tucker Carlson interview. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, Putin makes a lot of sense. I wonder if he'd be a good president in the United States. No. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He, wouldn't. he definitely would not. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people on the right need to realize that you can be against what we're doing and what and and Ukraine if you want to. That doesn't mean that Putin's a good guy. None of the stuff, none of the conspiracy theories I'm throwing out right now means that Putin's not a crazy SOB authoritarian yeah. POS. It doesn't mean that you're anti-democracy. No, no. Even if you are anti-democracy, just because you believe in that doesn't mean you are necessarily anti-democracy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, it's January, so everyone's thinking new year, new me, right? But what if there are some things that you're already doing right and could just be expanded on? I started keeping a calendar at the end of last year, trying to get better organized with my crazy life schedule. Maybe you're like Charlie and you've already shed 80 pounds of extra weight and you just have a little further to go. Well, therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. As you know, I've done therapy in the past and found it to be extremely helpful. It's not just for those that have major trauma, although it's perfect for that too, but it's also for people that want to learn positive coping skills and how to set healthy boundaries and how to be the best, the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash GML. Guys, are you the same guy you were 10 years ago? Because I'm not. I woke up one day and realized I didn't have the same energy, the same lean muscle mass, or the get up and go in the bedroom I used to have. As we age, we lose testosterone. They call it the man hormone. I call it the spark from my nateness. But there is a solution. The powerful testosterone booster in Nugenics Total T. I've only been taking this for a few weeks, but I can already tell you it's boosted my energy. I'm running around fixing stuff in the house, going on walks, and yes, I've even started working out. And by the way, my wife says this is none of your guys' business, but the Nate she met 14 years ago is back in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock and re-energize your life. Prove it to yourself risk-free. Try Nugenics Total Tea before you buy. There's nothing to lose and everything to gain. New energy, muscle, drive, and even more passion. Get your complimentary sample when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword GM. 
L. Nugenics Total Tees Power Boost is backed by clinical studies and real science. Nugenics's key ingredients like testophen has been shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. In other words, it's based in science and it works. Nugenics Total Tees unprecedented formula with key ingredients that safely maximizes your free and total testosterone levels, helps you increase lean muscle mass, and skyrockets your performance as you age whatever your age. If you're not totally satisfied, Nugenix will refund 100% of your purchase price plus shipping and processing. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total Tea when you text 231231 and enter the keyword GML. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenix Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast absolutely free. Text 231231 and enter keyword GML. Text 231231 and enter keyword GML. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Number one, doctor recommended brand by primary care physicians based on an independent survey conducted by IQVIA 2022. So I put in here, I have no doubt that Putin would want to develop a program to put nukes in space designed to take out our satellites or other country satellites. Of course he would. Why wouldn't he? Probably already has. They're probably already up there. You know how I many the nukes we probably got floating around in space over our heads right now? Yeah. Trump, most of American, more than likely. Okay, there's no That's reason... That's way to... smarter, by the way, than having <clears throat> ballistic missiles that go up into space. Yeah. But just have them in space and then just shoot them down. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like half the time, you know, way easier. Right. Just use a lot of gravity, you know. Anyway. Probably harder to detect that it's coming from... Yeah. Rather than it going up into space. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? So, of course, of course he would want to do this. And of course, they probably have intelligence that he wants to do this. Why did this get released last week? Got leaked. Leaked. It was leaked. Why did this get leaked last week? That is the question. The question is not whether or not Russia wants to have nukes in space. I bet it was found. That's in, not the question. I bet it was found in Trump's papers. That's probably, what it was. That it, you know, mm-hmm. so that's probably why it was leaked. Yeah. It's um, Trump's fault. At the end of the day, we know this is Trump's fault. When it comes to Ukraine pulling out of the city that they've been fighting in for four or five months, why did this happen this weekend? You know, or did they perfectly time the house bill to be coming in with artillery right as they were running out of all artillery? Is that how it was? And they thought it was going to get passed and then it didn't get passed. And they're like, well, we thought we were going to get artillery by this weekend and we didn't. Now we got to go. Yeah, sure. Our maybe, credit cards maxed maybe, out. Yeah. Maybe that the building get paid. Maybe yeah. that's what happened. They're getting repossessed right now and stuff. Maybe that's what happened or maybe. But you don't think, you know, like military industrial complex companies wouldn't like be like, hey, I'll give you, you know, pay me later. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they would. Because they know they're going to get the money eventually. I think. Or, or are ammunition companies not willing to take that risk? Is that what they're saying? I think Zelensky made a calculated move here saying that I'll just even give him the benefit of the doubt of doing what's best for Ukraine. It would be better for us if we get this aid money from the United States. The American people need a little bit of motivation right now. So therefore, instead of holding the city, why don't we give them a news story? We have to pull out of this city because we don't have enough artillery. In the end, I know we're leaving. I know we're leaving the city and, that may, and that's bad for us. But in the end, it will be better for us because it could help motivate them to give us more money. And that's how we're going to win this war against Russia. Oh, do you think that that's completely out of the realm of possibility? No. No. The timing is the problem with me. Why didn't this happen before the aid bill came up and got passed and then got blocked in the house. Why didn't it happen two weeks from now after our government shutdown nonsense and stuff like that? Why did it happen this weekend mm. that we get the stories about them losing this frontline town? And now Navalny. And, and Biden saying specifically that it's tied to them not getting yeah. the congressional money. Well, after Navalny, he came out and gave uh, a big press conference about this. I watched it live. I was at my dad's and we turned on Fox News and... Biden comes out there and he goes, uh, like make some noises, stuff like that. But overall, he talks about how terrible it is that this guy got killed in prison, that no doubt Putin had something to do with it, and that we needed to give Ukraine money. <laughs> like in his press conference, that this yeah. is why we need to pass this bill. Yeah. And when stuff like this happens, my little libertarian... You know, your tinfoil hat. Tinfoil hat starts tingling. It's like you put my tinfoil hat in the microwave at that time. It starts to lighten yeah. up, you know? Yeah. And the gay frogs start chirping. 
Now the the <laughs> the confusing part about this, where I'm not just going to say that, of course, of course, the CIA killed this guy. I mean, I made some memes that said the CIA killed this guy. <laughs> Those are memes. Yeah, you know, we're going to fight this war by any memes necessary. <laughs> you know. Um, and okay. here's the thing: we don't actually know what happened. No, we don't know what happened. But but all of this. Why now? Yeah. Why did this happen this weekend? Well, you're anti-democratic for asking that question, Nate. Must be. Yeah. Clearly, what? this was Putin. This guy had been in prison for a little bit now. He's going to be in prison for a long time. They kept they kept throwing more and more charges on him. Originally, he was going to be in there for like a year, and then it was nine years, and then they attacked on 20 years on top of that. Like, they got the guy in prison. He's up in Siberia somewhere, wherever it is. Okay, they got him tucked away. And right now... If you're Putin and you're fighting the war against America or American proxies who just potentially lost a bunch of their funding and are about to give up a frontline city and stuff like that, why, why, Putin, would you decide that now is the time to go out there and kill like the highest profile person that you have in prison yeah. for being opposed to you? For all the world to come out there and start talking about this, I'm just asking how that makes sense. If you're Putin, I, d I know Maybe he this guy said dead. something about Putin's mother. That could have been. The, and he, he was like, I don't care what the world thinks. I got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He'd already tried to kill him. Putin, this guy had already been attempted, poisoned one time. He almost died. Like Putin wanted to kill this guy. I'm not denying that. It's not like Putin's a nice guy and he, they serve justice and he's going to serve his time in prison. All, no, that's not it. Putin definitely wanted to kill this guy. But right now, well, this... $95 billion bills stalled in Congress and the American people aren't pushing people to, to pass this thing. Like, how does this happen this weekend? Is my question. The day after House goes to recess. You know? How? It's an interesting question, Nate. The, and, and the answer is probably classified. <laughs> the answer is definitely, <laughs> definitely classified. My question is, who benefits the most from this guy dying in prison this weekend? Ukraine. <laughs> yes, potentially Ukraine. Yeah. Is who benefits the most. We asked the same question after the Nord Stream thing happened. You know, who benefits? Does Russia benefit from blowing up their own means of selling natural gas to Europe? Yeah. Do they benefit? Obviously not. They don't benefit from this. So why would they do it? Right now, clearly, Putin wanted to kill this guy. And I'm sure he had plans of killing him. Maybe he did kill him over this weekend. But how does he benefit from it right now? when it allows the president to go out and give terrible speeches and all the people in the media are up in arms about this. Interesting comment from the live group, which you can join by going to joingmail.com from the Fed Haters Club. Someone saying that they, he might have died a while ago. It was <clears> just <throat> impossible to hide until now. Or, so, or they just released it right now. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, had no, I have no clue on the matter. Uh, this yeah, I wasn't in the prison. I don't I know anything. I don't know anything about him. I watched uh, a bit of the HBO Max uh, documentary on him, which, by the way, had a very ominous intro to it that I showed Charlie earlier, where he asked him, "Like, what do you want to say? Like, in the event that you die, you know, what's your or message? That you're killed? That you're killed? What's your message?" And he's like, "Oh, Daniel, no, no. It sounds like you're making a movie upon the event of my death." And it's like, save that for movie two. <laughs> yeah. It's like very, it's very ominous intro mm. for a documentary to have. I uh, watched some of it. He seems like pretty good dude. He's against Putin and mainly against corruption in Russia. Had a lot of followers, uh, had a YouTube show and stuff like that. Um, I think we would agree more with him on stuff than we would on Putin on stuff um, with Putin on stuff. Uh, when it comes to government power and corruption, uh, Putin is a dictator who likes to kill people who are in opposition to him. And so this whole thing fits. I just have an issue with the timing. The timing is so weird when it comes to this whole thing. Um, it's, now you got an opportunity for tweets like this, like from Eric Swalwell, who says, let Navalny's death be a warning to America. Now remember, this is a Russian citizen who's opposed to the Russian president dying in a Russian prison. And somehow America has to be very concerned about this. And that's 
that's fine with me to be concerned about people, about citizens of other countries who are against their authoritarian leaders dying in prison. But not even, I mean, you could talk about America for a second. We got a lot of people in prison. A lot of people in prison in America. Okay. Some of them are there because uh, January 6th, stuff like that. There's, there's one reason. We have got, some people in prison in London. We got, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Assange here in a minute. Uh, we got Snowden holed up in, in Russia, said he would come back if he could get a fair public trial, uh, which he's not going to get. And so what about, all, what about people all around the world who are put in prison by their governments and who are killed in prison by their governments? You know, it happens all the time, I'm sure. What about an American who was put in prison in Ukraine for being pro-Russia and who died there a month ago? You know, that just happened too. Uh, anyway, Swalwell says, let Navalny's death be a warning to America. If returned to power, Donald Trump will jail his opponents. <laughs> this isn't the forecast. He has already told us this. There will be no evidence or due process and certainly no opposition from Republicans in Congress. Um, yeah, as far as people jailing their opponents. Did, did Trump do any of that? I don't know if he did any opponent jailing. Now, he, when we get into... He did say that he would, you know, he would put Hillary Clinton in jail. Yeah. Then he did. He didn't do it. You know who we did put in jail technically right now? Julian Assange. Which we'll talk about here in a minute. Obama mm -hmm. declined to do anything about Assange. His DOJ didn't do anything. Trump's DOJ is the one that did that. And Biden is continuing it. So we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, Al Franken says, how? After Navalny's death... Can members of Congress not vote to fund Ukraine's fight against pure evil? Mm. Yeah. The purest, purest of evils that are out there. So the double standard when it comes to like journalists dying in prison or people being imprisoned, opposition people being imprisoned and then dying, it's, it's evident all over the place. You got this guy, uh, Gonzalo Lira. This is before he died. And this article from the UK Independent talking bad about Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk for wanting this guy freed from a UK Ukrainian prison. Even though they're doing the same thing? Now he's in prison in Ukraine for being a pro-Putin propagandist and talking good about the war and how the war was a good thing. He's an American citizen. He's in Ukraine. And he gets put in prison in Ukraine. Uh, this, this article from the Independent uh, is talking about... <laughs> far-right people uh, wanting him to be released. We don't have to go through the actual article and all that. Uh, it's just kind of funny, the difference, when you switch over to, um, I don't know, Navalny, because this same publication had plenty of things about Navalny and how terrible this was. Uh, this guy eventually ended up dying January 12th of this year. Uh, I think he was imprisoned on December 12th of... 2023, or that's the article, that's when this article came out. Sorry, I don't know when he actually went in the prison, but he died um, in early January in prison mm. from pneumonia. Mm. That's cold for in sure. Ukraine. Yeah, know. it is cold. He was 55 years old. And so you know how it is. 55-year-old people die from pneumonia um, a lot. Uh, so go, anyway. Go back, though. Uh, just cra This story's kind of crazy. Back one more. Um, he, he was imprisoned in Ukraine after his arrest earlier this year on charges of disseminating pro-Russian propaganda during wartime. Mm. So Lira describes himself as a journalist, but his critics describe him as, a, as an apologist for Putin and accuse him of spreading conspiracy theories about shadowy American biolabs supposedly mm. hidden in the country. So they believe in free speech. Yeah. Clearly. This is his crime. But I guess during wartime, you don't have free speech. I guess not. You can't not. talk I mean, about any conspiracies during wartime. I guess not. I mean, look at our uh, Espionage Act and this whole thing that started during uh, World War One, And, uh, you know, this was basically people who were anti-war activists. And the main reason that we, that we have this was the, was that Wilson also? Did we forget to attribute something to Woodrow Wilson? I can't remember. Someone fact check me on that in the, in the uh, private discord group. Mm. Someone let me know. All right. I wanted to call out Vivek Ramaswamy who has spent the last few weeks essing Trump's D uh, over the, you know, maybe getting the VP spot or something like that. 
Uh, Vivek had something to say about Julian Assange today. He says, Charlie, what's he say? Every American who has rightly denounced Navalny's death should also speak out about the in- an injustice we still have an opportunity to correct. Pardon Julian Assange. He now sits in a foreign prison for doing what the D.C. press corps does every day. Yet Chelsea Manning, the government officer who actually leaked the information to Assange, had her sentence commuted by Obama for obvious reasons. She's trans, or is smart enough to pretend to be. This is wrong, and the two-tiered justice system needs to end. So if Julian Assange just came out as Julia Assange, <laughs> maybe, maybe that would fix the problem. She would be freed. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have been speaking out against what's happening to Assange. The New York Times has been really good on this uh, because they are talking about this threatening press freedoms. So the reason I wanted to call out Ramaswamy is because of something that I mentioned earlier. Uh, the Obama DOJ repeatedly refused to bring any charges against Assange because they said it was press freedom and would set a bad precedent. And he was publishing things like any other news organization was publishing things. They might have been terrible. And they were on quite a lot of things, but they would not press any charges against Assange. Who did? Who did? Although he was still in asylum. He was in the Ecuador, Ecuadorian embassy in London. These charges, which I wish Vivek would have mentioned, because he did mention Obama here a little bit. um, I wish he would have mentioned the fact that it was the Trump DOJ that brought these charges against Assange and the Biden DOJ continuing those charges uh, right now. And all the people that are out there talking about Assange need to also ask yourself, why did, why did the Trump DOJ do this? Why did he allow this to happen? Does he actually care about freedom of speech? Wasn't he considering like pardoning Snowden? I, I don't know if he, I mean, they, you know, in that Snowden movie, there was a clip of uh, Trump saying that uh, Snowden should get the death penalty. Mm, oh, that's right. When he was on uh, like Fox News or something yeah. like that. So I, I don't know if he was or not. Of course, it was in a movie, so it's definitely true. So brings us to what's going on with Assange right now. Right now, the question is, is he going to be extradited to the United States where he will unfortunately end up killing himself in prison? Mm. I, that's just what happens. Yeah. Just a thing that happens, you know? Yep. Um, no, you know, all jokes aside, don't want anything bad to happen to this guy. I read up a lot on it today, especially this massive piece from a few years ago about how the CIA had this plan to kill him. Mike, Mike Pompeo. <laughs> yeah. Pompeo was all over this dude wanting to kill this guy. Trying to literally trying to poison him. Yeah. So, um, who is Julian Assange? Uh, Which just makes you. all those movies true. That yeah. you watch, you know, <laughs> like if you embarrass the government, they'll come after you and try to kill you, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, so now, now I think, the Born series, mm-hmm. probably true. Yeah, probably. You know, I haven't seen it. So they probably have these I'll, government I'll, assets out there, and then once you tell them you're not going to do it anymore, they'll come after you mm. with everything they got. You got to dip, dive, duck, dodge, and dodge, and dive. I haven't seen those. Are they good? Yeah, the I like movies. Them. Yeah, okay, I think they're good. I'll check it out. In April 2010, WikiLeaks released footage showing a U.S. Well, now you have to watch it because it's. Probably based on true events. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> WikiLeaks released footage showing a U.S. Apache helicopter attack, which killed a dozen people, including two Reuters journalists in the Iraqi capital, Baghdad. This caused the platform to gain prominence. Uh, also in 2010, it released more than 90,000 classified U.S. military documents on the Afghanistan war and almost 400,000 secret U.S. files on the Iraq war. The leaks represented the largest security breaches of their kind in U.S. military history. By the way, showing a lot of crimes yeah, that the United crimes. States government was committing. War crimes. Yeah. Just like Snowden being holed up in Russia right now, and, and he can't come home because he showed the world that the U.S. was breaking its own rules yeah. and its own laws yeah. and violating the Constitution. That's mm-hmm. his crime. Uh, WikiLeaks also released 250,000 secret diplomatic cables from U.S. embassies around the world with some of the information published by newspapers, such as the New York Times and Britain's The Guardian. The New York Times and The Guardian published this exact same information uh, that WikiLeaks published. U.S. politicians and military officials angered by the leaks argued the unauthorized publication of information put lives at risk. And isn't that what they always say? The lives of civilians they mowed down (laughs) from the Apache (laughs) helicopter? Not those lives. Now, one thing I'd forgotten about 
was the WikiLeaks involvement with the 2016 election. They're the ones who exposed the DNC. The DNC. Yeah. yeah. Now that was hacked, I guess. And, and the dossier. <laughs> they, they hacked, um, or Russia, sorry, um, hacked the DNC. WikiLeaks published uh, these emails, ended up leading to Debbie Washington Schultz uh, resigning not too long after that. Of course, you also get this talking point that uh, Julian Assange is a Russian asset, which I think they're still holding on to right now. Is he a Russian asset? I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. Um, I could, couldn't tell you. It's certainly a possibility. He's some kind of Russian asset. I don't know. Or he just used what the Russians did to publish on WikiLeaks because it was important information for people to hear. Yeah. It's not like he published things that weren't true. Right. Like, it's not like it's, not like it's propaganda like it's bad, or slander. Like the, you, you show emails that like, we're conspiring against or Bernie defamation. Sanders. Like we're conspiring against one of the candidates in the Democratic National uh, primary elections. You know, we're, we're going to conspire against him. And you show people that you're doing that. And the problem is you. Yeah. For showing people that we were doing that. Yeah. You know, that's where the issue is. It's, it's just crazy how that happened. Uh, let's see. They say now he would sound more like a Russian asset if Russian Russia gave him information that wasn't true that mm -hmm. he published to try to deter an election or something. Yeah. But no, this is actually happened. Real stuff. Real emails. Especially when you're talking about the war crimes, stuff like that. Like, these are things that people need to know. Like the American people need to know about these things. The world needs to know about these things. We're, we're warring against people, human beings around the world. And they're using our money to do it. Like they, they take our money and there's just the lowest amount of consent possible. And that amount of consent is that we don't start a civil war against our government ever. So there's like the lowest amount of consent that there is. And that they take our money and they go war against other human beings around the globe. And it's bad for us to find out that they're committing like some kind of war crimes with our money yeah. and wars that are being done in our name around the world. to our national security somehow. I just, you know, I just can't buy into that, man. Yeah. And now all this happening now at the same time, and this timing has to be purely coincidental because this has been on the books for a little bit, but, um, this timing is weird also that now we're talking about Assange and whether or not Assange is going to get brought back to face trial in the U S where he will spend the rest of his life in prison. If found guilty, which he will of, of all of these crimes, I'm sure. And at the same time, we're up there given press conferences about Navalny being killed in prison. We're, we're given press conferences about Putin jailing people who disagree with him. And here this week, we're talking about how we want to bring a guy back to the U S so we can give him 175 years in prison for exposing war crimes that our government committed against other human beings around the planet. Similar to the watch to the New York times and, yeah. and uh, the guardian publishing similar information. Well, there was a good, uh, there was an article. I don't know if I put it. No, I didn't put it in here. The, um, Laura something is her name. She's a documentary filmmaker who made Citizen for um, the Snowden thing, yep. you know. Uh, she had an op-ed in the New York Times. It was a couple of years ago, I think, that it actually came out, but it was related to this article that said, I'm guilty of violating the Espionage Act. And it was all about how she helped publish stuff from Snowden and all that and WikiLeaks and all that. And she was talking about how terrible it was that we were putting pressing charges bringing charges against Assange and um, how this is going to end up chilling free press from being able to talk about crimes that our own government is committing rules that they're breaking because now they can just round you up and they're going to throw you in prison for the rest of your life. And I'm supposed to sit and here. And the fact that they, you can't make an argument about the constitution in court. No, you can't. They like, they restrict freedom of speech in mm -hmm. court. Yeah. You can't say what you want to say in a proceeding that determines whether or not you spend the rest of your life in prison. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, that was actually detailed in this and article And what are we doing? Somehow. We're just sitting around making a podcast about it. Yeah. You know what? You we're, know? 
You know what our leaders are doing? They're sitting around talking about how bad Russia is for jailing their political opponents and how we should give up our money now to go fight against Russia because Russia is such a terrible country because they jail their political opponents. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What? It's the pot calling the kettle <laughs> silver, you know? Oh, all right, man. That's all we need for today as far as time goes for this, uh, for this show. So hmm. we can talk about more stuff tomorrow. This really, uh, really burns my biscuits, it man. It does. You know? This is your, this is one of your topics. That I get gets fired you up about this. I know. Ugh, First man. Amendment, Fourth Amendment. Eighth. I'm <laughs> Eighth. really against that I'm big one. on the third. I'm uh, preparing a new book about the Third Amendment, you know, <laughs> yeah. right now. As soon as uh, mm-hmm. we have to start quartering soldiers, I'm going to be ready on that. Yeah. So. In Ukraine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're going to send us to Ukraine to quarter Ukrainian soldiers. Can we use the Third Amendment to fight against being forced to hold illegal immigrants in our houses? That's the question, mm-hmm. because that's an invasion. Okay? And then you end up getting forced to quarter enemy sh- soldiers. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. Use it to shut down the border. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share the show with a friend, a family member, or a foe. Share it with your Russian friends, because I'm sure you have a bunch of them. You know? All you... All you right-wing conspiracy theorists, nut jobs out there. Mm -hmm. Pro-Putin apologists. Yeah, exactly. Just because you don't believe in stealing money from people and sending it over to other people, you must be a a Putin plant. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, who waters your roots of right-wing conspiracy theory. The right-wing conspiracy theories water you as a Putin plant, and then you grow. Yeah, into a Putin tree. And the government, the plant. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. What I'm trying to say is share the show or don't. I don't care. Either way, if you're listening on the, I don't know if you put this part in the radio. No, no. Then you're not. No, this is gone. Okay, well, uh, (laughs) you're on the podcast. (laughs) Go to all the links in the show notes. I'm not even going to say what they are. Just go to them. It's very easy to find um, because you're probably listening listening on a podcasting app platform Mm -hmm. like Apple Podcast or Spotify. Uh, so the links are right there. You just do one simple little click. That's it. It's a. It's so easy. Yeah. Nate has made this so easy. Go to BernieLies.com. It'll bring you up. Bring up every link that just we have. Go, just go check it out. Just see what it says, or don't, because I don't care. Now we don't care about that. Yeah. So do all the things, or don't. And if you do or don't, we'll be back here tomorrow, or maybe we won't. Until then, I hope you find out. Tomorrow. Good morning, Liberty. How many people do you think know that we're sarcastic on this show? I don't know.